Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Orms Air, the Orms podcast. Today, we'll be discussing collaborations. A well-thought-out collaboration has the potential to jumpstart your visibility as a creative. But what about the other, rather darker side of creative collaborations that leave one or more contributor feeling like project assistant rather than contributing partner? You're listening to Orms Air, the Orms podcast, an open space where we discuss everything photographic and invite you to step inside our world of photography. For over 20 years, Orms has been the creative's go-to for all things photographic. From the best gear to breathtaking display options, visit ormsdirect.co.za for everything you need. Let's get chatting with Dion Hubert and Rachel Reeves. So today, that's what we're going to be discussing with Lauren Tiennison from the Orms Cape Town School of Photography. Welcome, Lauren. Whoop, whoop, Thank you so me. much for joining us. But I actually did want to, I did want to ask you because I'm sure um, a lot of our listeners aren't 100% sure of who you are mm-hmm. within the grand scope of like Orms as a whole. So you, you um, work at Orms Cape Town School of Photography, but what is it that you do there? Because I could not find anything. <laughs> it's like so difficult. I was hired in with, I think, the longest job title that the School yeah. of Photography may have ever had. Had I still have that job title, though. <laughs> <laughs> so I am the photographic department's, um, photographic department's administrator and okay. exhibitions curator. Okay. Um, so uh, the... But I think everybody at the school wears many hats. Yeah, not completely. Okay, so um, on my, I think we could start with the exhibition curator part of it yeah. because that's probably the most contained thing yeah. in my title. And that is literally um, like, uh, what do you call it? Setting the exhibitions. Yeah. Um, and uh, we have like a, a number of exhibitions that have to happen in a year, yeah. like all the, the four different student exhibitions. Yeah. We also host the Orm Space exhibition. Yes. Um, and beyond that, there's maybe like three or four exhibitions that I get to personally put on. Yeah. Um, and one of those is the Artist in Resonance yeah. exhibition, which is now coming up in August. And um, yeah, and so like that's kind of the one role. And like sometimes we have group shows, sometimes we have solo shows. And that is basically liaising with everybody, yeah. making sure everyone knows what's going on, when the deadlines need to be met so that I can also collect the work and install it um, and then yeah, obviously completely. get help with the installation and things. But um, I just make sure that all the work is curated nicely so that there's yeah. a nice flow in the school. And I think it's important to have that kind of role in a space so that someone yeah. who works constantly in that space knows the space and knows how people literally physically walk yeah, exactly. through and the kinds of um, feelings that you can create mm. in a certain kind of room. What, you know, sometimes when there's framed work and um, if you hang it, opposite the window and it doesn't yeah. have museum glass then it's going to get terrible reflections yeah. and no one be able to see the photograph so it's like intimately understa- understanding the space that you're working yeah. in and then being able to create the exhibitions to make sure that the not just the work um, is shown off in its best light but the conversation that the exhibition mm. is holding is actually brought to the fore and like I think that's especially um, important in things like the student exhibition yeah. when there's such a range of work and um, it's like picking up on different notes and themes that the students mm. are creating, you know, because somehow they will all from being in the same classroom and studying together yeah. over a certain period of time will create work that starts to look not like each other, but they start picking up on the way each other works. And they okay. even if you walk into the kut space, it starts that conversation. Yeah. So it's about like 
no one from the outside of CTSP would be able to see that. And you basically have to show someone like, oh, here, this is what this group has been collectively working on. But yeah. like this person has this specific interest, this person has that specific interest. But let's put their work together because either they might complement uh, each other mm-hmm. or they might clash. And that brings up a new conversation. Yeah. And it's about like that's the kind of role and capacity that I have. I suppose, in the curatorship section of my job, mm-hmm. um, just to make sure that, like, the community that the school holds is yeah. um, shown off in its best light um, and contained within a conversation um, that is kind of put forward by the school. Yeah. Um, so that. Um, and then uh, when I started off, um, I mean, I've only been working at the School of Photography for the last uh, year and a half. <laughs> and you, wait, sorry, can I just go back? You came yeah. on, you were the artist in residence. Yeah, I was the you? first okay. artist in residence in 2016. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I was working before that um, for an artist and then our project was coming to an end. So I decided off a whim, like, okay, um, I was at the point like of even thinking about giving up photography completely and trying out something new, which was okay. this very weird thing. Um mm like a very weird space for me. Like yeah. also as a new graduate, there's a bunch of challenges that you are faced with yeah, at that moment of just having exited. You start your new kind of uh, like job experience yeah. type thing. Um, and yeah, it's it's just like a very weird space to be and you're not exactly sure like what the right move is to yeah. make. So yeah, I was like lucky enough to get a kind of work experience with um, this um, sculptor, not sculptor, sorry, uh, this um, painter mm-hmm. um, and yeah worked there the, our project came towards an end and so I applied for the residency and I got it and it was like oh my gosh what the <laughs> hell <laughs> so then I did that and it was like like a really weird roller coaster straight yeah. after that moment because like um, I started that residency then a couple of weeks to the end of the residency um, I was told by UCT side, so I went to Makeda mm. School of Fine Arts and I was told by UCT side that I'd gotten the Tyranny Fellowship, oh, wow. um, which is basically you get nominated by your, like my lecturers previously yeah. at UCT to um, be awarded the fellowship and you get through this fellowship a sum of money to complete a project with yeah. um, and mentorship and you get flown um, or you basically meet people in Joburg um, from Market Photo Workshop and Wits University mm-hmm. and you guys talk about your projects and you get industry professionals and photographers to look at your work. So it like puts you into yeah. this whole other community of photographers. Um, and then, um, so I, like I was awarded that fellowship that opened up this new channel yeah. to myself. And um, then like on the last day of the residency um, or the last couple of, like the last week of it, um, I set up for myself to do a lunchtime lecture, which mm-hmm. the school was already regularly doing. And yeah. I'd been to a few and I was like, oh my word, it'd be so great since I was given this opportunity to share my work and method and those kinds of things with a community. If they're, you know, at all interested, yeah. I might as well, <laughs> yeah. you know, and maybe like people like me in those similar weird situations exactly. would be able to like learn something, even yeah. though I'm not quite sure. I definitely haven't gone through this experience at least have that as some experience yeah. to share. So um, I did that. It rained terribly on that day. <laughs> and so I literally had a sum total of three people attend my lecture. <laughs> the one was my best friend. <laughs> and the other two was um, a, like a, 
a guy that used to go to art school with me, um, yeah. Andy Jerry's, and he was working at that moment for A4 Arts Foundation, which hadn't opened yeah. quite yet at Harrington in their new um, space on Basin Gun Street, sorry. Um, and so he brought his um, colleague that was working there at the time, uh, Francis, and Francis Berger. And so um, from that, I mean, like giving, I gave the presentation yeah. as I would have even if it was like a room full of people. Yeah. And um, after the presentation, Francis said, well, that was really great. We'd love if you would come and do like a little residency type stint over by our yeah. space. And so I was like, oh, of course, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> and so like I literally went straight from um, straight from having been at the CTSP space yeah. to um, literally down the road. The offices at that time were above um, Truth Coffee. Okay, yeah. Um, and so we were literally there and um, Andrew Juries um, and myself collaborated on like a short publication um, and it was basically a publication that was mapping the space of Baton Cun Street because okay. from A4's side, they wanted to create something that would position them within the Baton Cun Street side and just yeah. the surrounding areas and showing um, some like familiarity with the space and yeah. just becoming a little bit more like, you know, just like figuring out this the space that they're in and, you know, having responses from like artists and the community yeah. and in that way starting to grow a relationship with the community yeah. they are now entering. I guess so um yeah we collaborated on that had like a little launch thing and um essentially I mean even before that then the school of photography's um artists in residence became the start for my tyranny fellowship project um one which I would then continue to work on until um the end of 2017 when I had my like first like solo exhibition yeah. after the um after the artisan residence, which is like my first like baby solo exhibition yeah. in my mind, <laughs> you know, but like the other one was something that I'd like felt like I kind of completely organized mm. on my own. And then obviously just gone, gotten the funding and stuff from the fellowship. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then kind of um, another thing that fell off the artisan residence was that um, I had done a feedback session when the full time students came back mm. about my work and practice and looked. Gave, um, I mean, let uh, gave some crit yeah. on their work, and they, um, Dominique, who was the head of the school at that time, um, she asked me, oh, would I be interested in like maybe teaching a short course or something? Yeah. So I started off with like short course digital photography one hundred and one, and then she asked me, oh, don't I want to go and have a look at the. Um, the smartphone photography course, and at the time of the residency, I'd shot all my photos on the on my at the time was a I think a Huawei P9 or a I think even before that it was a Samsung Galaxy S4. So yeah. it wasn't even like a you know super schmancy phone. Yeah. Um, but I mean that's what like so, like I mean that's like I shot those Galaxy S4 photos, and those photos got me the fellowship. Yeah. You know, so I mean, also like part of my always conversation is that it's not the gear you're using, yeah, exactly. you know, <laughs> it's <laughs> just yeah. as a thing. But I mean, you know, I'm sure a lot of people beg to differ sometimes, but I, I think it's also obviously for what I was photographing, it made yeah. sense for me and et cetera, et cetera. It made sense to my project. So I'm not trying to put a weird damper on anybody else. No, no, things. but I mean, if that's your chosen, yeah, I mean, if, yeah, if that, if that also like, helps you or allows you to sort of get what you want, mm. then do it. Use the gear, use the tech or use whatever. No, exactly. So, I mean, um, yeah, so I, I basically 
from that opportunity mm-hmm. i think my my whole attitude was always like even if i wasn't quite sure about what i was going to be doing i was always just like cool hell yeah let's go yeah. for it <laughs> and i'll just spend the next like 3 days like surfing the net going on youtube like yeah. researching as much as possible reading like whatever materials available putting everything to test and like i suppose being very proactive and it's not to say that i didn't know anything before having yeah. done the research it's just sometimes you almost almost need like affirmation and no, you read points you're like oh my gosh i totally know what this is completely um and i already had previously like teaching experience from when i was studying i um got asked to help uh, to teach in in the darkroom photography okay, section okay. at Michaelis and so before then i'd already started teaching so this wasn't a completely new okay, thing yeah. for me so like um i'd been like more and more like even while i was studying and then straight after like teaching at Michaelis um and so yeah i think like the journey's kind of just been a thing of like picking up opportunities yeah. along the ride and like you know being preparing myself when i wasn't prepared for yeah. the opportunity and like kind of taking it on and so i think that has also kind of been a lot of a lot of what my approach so far has been within this like current job role at CTSB because i haven't really had one specific role yeah. um i kind of dabbled a lot in like um initially when i started i was heavily on administration type stuff yeah um and i think a lot of my uh role there has been of uh fine combing and fine tuning mm. um the things that are already pre-existing and yeah. picking up little issues along the way and making sure that we th- with the help of my team obviously yeah. put together something that is more meaningful and works better yeah. and questioning things that don't really work and i suppose not being afraid to say like listen everybody's complaining about xyz yeah. but why is an xyz being fixed uh if we do this this and this then it will solve the issue and then everybody does it and then we have an increase in sales like plus yeah, exactly. 30% and it's just like oh my word that's amazing and you know and then slowly like you really start listening to your like customers and your students that are coming in and like you see you know what are the underlying issues because sometimes the thing is that someone will walk in saying like oh um this is the issue but you actually have to take like 10 steps back yeah. and look at what the like original thing is yeah. that is causing the the ripple effect of yeah. the end issue that the users is experiencing i look guess for the root. exactly the mm. whole root cause of the things <laughs> and so like i think a lot of my things have been around that mm-hmm. um and like in that way we've gotten a lot of new courses that are starting yeah. to launch and a lot of um different approaches to teaching similar things like I mean even now we like slightly restructuring what's happening with our 6 month program yeah. and a lot of that was about you know really just dealing with the fact that like there was something that was in it that didn't quite work yeah. and I mean we introduced a social media aspect to it yeah. and like I've helped to like um like it was started by somebody else the year before me um and arriving there but like after the students said well they weren't so like keen yeah. on that then I could restructure the way that worked and like I myself and I got somebody else to who mm-hmm. was like a proper kind of professional in the yeah. genre to come and do it and I think that's also been the thing like as soon as I feel like I'm completely unprepared for something then I will get somebody in who does know what the hell they're yeah. doing and then I'll come and coach them in the teaching perspective yeah. of something 
is somehow I've got enough. <laughs> it's very interesting to hear you talk about what you do because it, it sounds like every single part of your, your well, not every single yeah. part, but most parts of your job are collaborations. Yeah, exactly. It is working within a team with people and then also, yeah, I suppose, just seeing where your weaknesses are and where your strengths are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it, like, it takes a lot of knowing like what you bring to the table. Yeah, completely. I guess, completely that actually. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, obviously, collaborations. Like, this is, I mean, the topic that we were <laughs> we were discussing was creative collaborations. Um, and obviously, that's not just solely photography. You can mm. you can have collaborations in any work, not even work related, just creative. I suppose if you're creating, you can have a collaboration. So let's maybe yeah, that's a good place to start. It's like the pros of collaboration. Why would you choose to enter into a collaborative relationship or a collaborative project? Mm. So I know, like, based on my own things, yeah. like, I've got maybe a couple of examples, but, mm. I'll, like, the one is that um, I think we all have, like, a, a stake in why we make mm -hmm. uh, as mm. one thing. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes that is, for some people, solely for, like, a financial gain. Yeah. For some people, it's just completely a creative outlet thing. Yeah. For some people, it's both at the same time. And, yeah. like, none of them are the right or wrong answer to the thing of collaboration. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, like, there there are different, like, strains of the thing. Yeah. Um, and so um, sometimes you will get approached for something. And other yeah. times you will look at someone, be inspired by the work that they do, see where you could potentially fit into their story because maybe yeah. they're going in one direction and you see something a little bit different that may may not have thought about because in within their kind of uh, training or yeah. you kind of understand their uh, approach to something and where yeah. they would end off trailing off to, you could rather come in and say, hey, I really like what you're doing here. Have yeah. you thought about X, Y, Z? If you feel like you can't by yourself do that yeah. I have the skills to do that and we could completely collaborate to do something because I think the other thing is a lot of people are inhibited mm -hmm. by the things that they do and they can do them really well but yeah. essentially sometimes it stops them from doing other things mm. and so it's quite nice if you see yourself um, in other people's work in the way that you can influence that yeah. and make it uh, something that is maybe mutually beneficial to the yeah, both completely. of you then like you know, that could be a reason to enter into a collaboration. Um, and aside from that, um, yeah, I think like a lot of the times why I collaborate with people is I I try as far as possible to collaborate with people whose work that I really, mm. really do enjoy and inspired by. And I want to be contributing to that kind of yeah. conversation. Um and in some cases, that is the they don't have the skills to do the thing. And other times, it's I have a my own personal stake in what you're doing completely. Yeah. And I, in my own personal work, um, my by myself conversation, I'm talking about this. But I see that you're addressing it in your own way. Yeah. Would you be interested in having a chat? <laughs> because <laughs> I suppose two are better than one or multiples are stronger. Yeah, exactly. And it's like maybe you're dealing with an aspect of the thing that I've been having my own conversation yeah. with in your way and a different way. And by meeting the two, we can have a fuller conversation yeah. about the topic. Um, and, you know, sometimes it's nice to let that kind of thing happen because it also... Yeah, like when you're not just speaking with yourself, it, it yeah, you know exactly. it, it does lend another perspective. But it's like beyond that, it, it helps you to be challenged yeah, and completely. to grow. Um, but I think 
for me personally that can only work if you if you respect what the other person mm. does uh because if you don't have that respect for what the other person is bringing to the table then it isn't a meaningful exchange yeah. it just becomes you like like hiring someone yeah. for a a task that you know you don't have a stake in yeah. and i think that that like that doesn't always lead to meaningful exchanges and beautiful work you know and like you both in my mind need to be invested in yeah. the final product for something to really you know become something yeah to um, reach it's almost like it's full potential exactly exactly like you know you're making a baby together <laughs> yes, you are a little creative story yeah, baby a little creative story baby <laughs> oh my gosh okay um I mean things do get intimate so <laughs> your brain's I mean, meshing man exactly. <laughs> you're sharing like these deep dark parts of yourself exactly and I mean that like a lot of what creatives do is I mean being creative and using whatever medium you're mm-hmm. using is you having a conversation through the medium yeah. you know and it's dealing with your deepest darkest secrets exactly. or like just making comment on the things that are just generally around you yeah. but it's you reacting to something yeah. and it's your like regardless of whether that is like a social political bigger thing outside of yourself it's still your insight on that topic yeah. no matter how much you've researched and like found different you know aspects of the mm-hmm. topic it's still you reacting and so yeah like it is an intimate expression exactly <laughs> so I obviously like I did some research into this. It's so difficult to find any information online like about <laughs> collaborations. Can I just say this? Yeah. People need to write more articles about this. Um but like which which always um, something something that sort of made me rethink my understanding of collaborations is is um the fact that like a studio shoot for example. Oh uh, yeah. That's a collaboration between the photographer and the model or the whoever is sitting I suppose what would you call the model uh, well it depends it's a de- subject it de- yes yeah, so, i mean that's very interesting like yeah. so even just the way that you're speaking about it mm. sets up what it is okay because you have you have a photographer and mm. like i mean there there's always conversations around the power dynamics yeah. of what that photographer brings because at the end of the day they're the person distilling the image yeah. for public consumption yeah but uh depending on who the photographer is and how they operate um and how they want to have that collaboration happen they might talk about the model or the subject as a participant in their project yeah. you know and um so not the subject and, yeah okay and so it's also a thing then of how much agency does mm. that person have within the project is that the photographer's kind of this is my vision this is the storyboard of it this yeah. is the like how we're doing everything i need you to like put your face up to the left you're doing this and you're basically like a sack of skin in front yeah. of me that i need yeah. to light and like boom yeah. that's the shot and it's for the client done you know or do they at any point get the person in front of them involved in the thing yeah. you know it's like is like is there a dialogue you know is there yeah. a conversation in that moment of like photographer capturing whatever it is in front of them yeah. and is that person involved in that conversation coming back is are they reflecting in any way back into the final work so like sometimes like what you're talking about can be a collaboration yeah. but other times it can literally just be the same as whether you're using a human an orange a yeah. okay. you know a pile of sticks <laughs> yeah. in front of the thing and it's like yeah it, i think collaboration is different for everybody and okay. sometimes it is a collaboration but other times it's just something else yeah. i think you can't 
I don't know, for me, it, yeah, there's like, for me, collaboration maybe implies a relationship. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so. So essentially, essentially, like it's, it's two people putting or more people, more than one person, let's just put it like that, putting energy towards a, a linked goal or a no, is that that's well, not like right. in a, it's not necessarily a linked goal, but it's basically. I feel like, I, I think, I think also, I mean, every I think every single person that you have having this conversation will mm. interpret this whole thing differently and come up yeah. with a completely different answer for what they feel collaboration is. No, completely. Because uh, it's not necessarily. It's 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 more than one person entering into this yeah. conversation. But I don't think that my mind's eye, no matter how well I describe something mm. and show you references, will be able to capture entirely what your mind's eye is yeah. seeing, even as a collaborator. Yeah. And it doesn't even matter who has the who is the originator for the idea, yeah. you know, because I think that at the end of the day, I could tell you, I mean, when I'm speaking to students and they're needing to... Um, give me their ideas mm -hmm. and they haven't come with reference images, then I say, okay, cool. So I'm going to tell you that, okay, for your shoot tomorrow, you need to photograph a paint splat. Yeah. Go. And I need it to be perfect. You know, so what is that? You know, so what is that? Because like, is it a paint splat against like a, yeah. um, a surface? Is mm -hmm. it a paint splat captured as like a 3D kind of something, you know, what depth of field are you using? Yeah. What is the color of that paint splat? Is it like a completely like two-dimensional thing or does it like have a completely like you know is it a graphic thing yeah. you know what is what is that doing you know and so I can like I think it also like in terms of communication yeah um collaboration becomes extremely important because it's like I need to share my vision with you and come and talk to you the best way yeah. that I can to let you into my um the image that's in yeah. my head and then you come with your approach to it too because if I say paint splat, your reference for a paint splat might be, you know, your weekend at your mother's place when you're painting the wall and the tired tub fell on her and, like, yeah. that was a paint splat in your mind. Versus, like, for me, a paint splat might be, like, you know, like, the third week in art school and they said paint a triangle and it was me being upset and, like, flinging paint yeah. onto my, like, canvas and being like, oh, why am I here? Why do I pay so much money for this? You know? So, it's, you know, it's that. It's like okay. we all come... Like, even even though I'm using descriptors, we also, and, and reference images, you mm. still come with your attached memories to that thing itself, yeah. you know. And so you will add that. And I think that's also, for me, why, like, sometimes it can be really interesting when you know someone really well and you've been working yeah. with them for a really long time because you start to understand their references beyond, like, the physical references yeah. that I'm bringing to the room. You know, and you know that this person understands when I say, like, you know, that frilly thing, like the yellow frilly thing. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, yes, the flamenco dress from like da 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 yeah. da. And they will have like those kind of shared reference, yeah. like for the shoot. And so I think, I mean, that's also for me personally, when I am looking to a collaboration, like it's be sometimes beyond the work that someone creates, but I know mm -hmm. their influences. Yeah. And I enjoy their influences or like I'm trying to access a certain part of like you know that line of inquiry yeah. into the subject that they are bringing and you know that's when it becomes interesting like I want to know more about your paint splat yeah. you know or the frilly dress so that I can like do what I'm doing better you know yeah um so 
Yeah. So it's very much about forming that relationship. Exactly. And then that understanding. Is it almost like a... Um, well, I suppose it's, I can't ask you this because it's different for every single one and you said I'll that tell like you, a million I'll tell you. times. That's fine, that's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you my insights because I think that's the only thing that's like relevant yeah. about this podcast. <laughs> exactly it. This is where we asked you for your insights. Mm. Um, but what I was going to say is it's almost like a shared language. Mm. And like I can, re- I mean, I can reference that back to my childhood friends. Like we say one word, like we are dominating at, what is that game? Mm. No, <laughs> you say no. You have to describe a thing on a card. Oh, oh, charades. Yes, not charades. no, not charades. Picture, no, flip. Oh, I know. Thirty, 30 seconds. seconds. Yes, that one. Sorry, okay, I was so just we, like, there's a lot. <laughs> there's so many games. Yes. <laughs> oh, Rachel. Um, no, like we are literally we dominate at that game because yeah. we have that shared language. We exactly. can literally look at each other and say one word, and we completely get it. Exactly, but that's that's a hundred percent what it is. But okay, but okay, so. There's yes. that, and yes. that is wonderful. So that leads to one form of collaboration where yeah. you're like, you've got this conversation, everyone understands the language, mm-hmm. and it's perfect, and you all know how each other reacts. But that, that can also become dangerous yeah. because it means that you're not stepping outside of a very comfortable bubble yeah. that you've all built together. So, like, you're gonna keep I think creating the same things exactly, over and over again. Exactly. Or, like, you know, there might be some, but it, it's less. It, the process is less likely to be challenged, yeah. I think, and that's the thing. And so um, I think, like, sometimes when I have people that I'm not necessarily so close with to start mm. off with approach me because they like the quality of work that I'm doing, even though they might not necessarily be super invested in all aspects of the, like, the influences, I yeah. guess. Um, and like by influencers, I'm talking about like the subject matter yeah. type of strange things. Not influencers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just checking. Um, and so like in those moments, like you look at what they're doing and like sometimes it can be really like scary yeah. to see like where the hell do I fit into the, that vision and like how did you look at my portfolio and see this? Yeah. But I think that that for me becomes super interesting because like it's almost like you know, you're on like a gaming platform game and yeah. like you get a level up because they see like, you know, they've yeah. just given you like the sword almighty and now you get a runner on and play with this new equipment, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and before you've just like had, you know, this other pack of things that yeah. you knew how to use and like, you know, yeah, you go like speak to the old squire and he tells you, oh, there's a guy over there who wants to talk to you and you're like, oh my God, what does this dude want? And now you get a girl from this quest, <laughs> you know? Yeah, completely. No, so, I mean, it's changing your journey. Yeah, exactly, yeah. completely. So it's like, I mean, not completely, but it like adds no, another facet yeah. of interest into yeah. the whole thing. So, yeah, I mean, I've definitely been like challenged by working mm. collaborating, and collaborating with other people um, in the fact that I've had to sometimes a change, change my approach to yeah. get to the answer that they're like wanting. And I think... That also, beyond the collaboration, starts to challenge me, um, not just obviously in the final output of something and giving them the kind of product that they're wanting, but also to make sure that I am fully aware of like my skill set yeah. and the language that I use to talk about my personal work. Because yeah. I mean, that, I think that for me is where the where that separation for me personally comes yeah. in between like I. I work in a certain way in a certain process when I'm working by myself and it's a different slowness of working and there's different kinds of thought processes that need to be had and different time allocations as well given to a personal project in my, like in my, the way that I work versus uh, when you're working with someone else and they've also got their different sets of like deadlines and 
um, yeah, and, and things that might yeah. influence the project. And it also nicely, um, because of that stress, I suppose, of like their potential situation, yeah. is that it forces you to also question your like technical capabilities mm. to be able to pull off a project. And like sometimes you look at their brief and you're like, oh my gosh, can I do this? And then you actually look at it again. You're like, oh my gosh, I've been doing this. And, you know, they, they see a quality in you yeah. that you don't necessarily see like at the get go from yourself because yeah, you've been you. training yourself to think in one avenue, but they recognize another part of you. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. Um, and like you go back and you like into that studio very like, oh my gosh, do I know what I'm doing? And then you put it off and you like do the retouching on the photograph and you send it to the client. They're like, oh my gosh, this is above and beyond anything that I ever expected. And you're like, oh my gosh, I did the thing. Oh my gosh, rave, rave. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and like, it's it's that whole thing. It's like sometimes like to be completely uncomfortable, yeah. like to some degree, obviously, yeah. um, is like super useful for growing your practice. Completely. Um, and it's only through working with, people that are completely outside of your own kind of circle yeah. do you actually get to to be that yeah you know and to do that and to see that you are like more than your like own identity yeah that you form for your own self in your little conversation by yourself yeah oh completely is that sort of I feel like that um ties very nicely into that idea that you well everybody has a different version of you within their own minds and, like, you have one completely separate version, mm. which is always, I don't know, that always <laughs> makes my mind sort of, if you think about it for long enough. Oh, no, I don't I don't think about it for long enough because I already know, I already know this, yeah. I mean, what today version? I'm wearing a pink beret and, like... Yeah, I wish, <laughs> I wish this was a visual thing. Laura looks amazing. And that's the thing. It's, like, today I'm wearing a pink beret and, like... I had people thinking I was foreign, like walking up just to come here because they were like, oh, like, cause I like, I don't know. It was just this weird moment. Like sometimes people don't know who you are, but yeah. also like who I am here is completely different to who I am at home with my family completely. and even with our cousins. And then, you know, I've got like my work life and work friends and work self. And then like yeah. some, and all these things do bleed into each other. It's not that I become a super Yeah, you don't like compartmentalize human. everything. That would be like really weird, I guess. Take I mean, some people do. the pink beret and the green beret goes on. Yeah, exactly. Different, yeah, work mm. is that for different things. I would have 50,000 hats if I did that for every job role. Do you not but, have 50,000 hats? I do. Yeah. No, I don't. I've got bandanas. Okay. 50,000 <laughs> bandanas. And earrings. Yeah, I've got a lot of accessories. So if you've enjoyed this episode of Orms Air, please send Laura and a bandana oh, to no, show her no. your appreciation. Yeah, but Thanks. not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving you a dress up. Don't worry. Oh, man, no. I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> don't. <laughs> or any like makeup sponsorships or oh, any yeah. like earring, but like only like cool, weird stuff. Like I once had these beautiful, like big ass pineapple earrings and Amazing. I lost them. I took them off. And Why? Why did you shake them off? Oh. No, it's not, it's not. I don't know. There's a range of reasons why fun. I would take my earrings off. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was probably raining. Definitely, yeah. it was raining. Okay. And, uh, Makes sense. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They can't get wet. You know. No, rust. No. You know, if they're not solid gold. So, I mean, I'm after some solid gold pineapple earrings. That would be wonderful. Okay. Um, yeah. Community, you've heard, Lauren. If you can oblige, please get in touch. You know where to reach us. Also, you know where she works now, so... Oh, gosh. Yeah. Gift baskets. <laughs> this is Orms Air, and I'm your host, Rachel Reeves. Don't forget that subscribing to our podcast on iTunes or your favorite listening app is the quickest and easiest way to give us a long-distance high-five and to let us know that you enjoy hanging out in our creative space.
We talked about, well, we sort of touched on the positives mm -hmm. of creative collaborations. But um, obviously when there are positives, there can be negatives at the same time. I suppose actually you touched on this earlier, where it was more along the lines of having an assistant or being assisted within a creative space and then having a collaboration. So how do you, where is that line? Where is that line drawn? Uh, no? <laughs> <laughs> there isn't a, it's, it's, I mean, as I said, like it's different for each person mm. and it also depends on what the job is because mm -hmm. I mean, I, I'm mm. giving a lot of insights like in the way I've been speaking, I've been like thinking about the creative artist collaborations yeah. that I've had. Um, and I mean, I think it's completely different sometimes with a um, like a more of a commercial job yeah, but I think some people have really good marriages between approaching something in the kind of collaborative relationship that they would have yeah. with like you know their buddies or like people that they're really relaxed and comfortable yeah. with and bring that into their commercial things which I think in some cases does really well for them because yeah. people start to recognize that like this commercial photographer or creative whatever field like treats me like a human you yeah. know and I think that can be really beautiful. But I think this is this would turn into like just a creative practices, processes conversation, yeah. you know. Um, and I think, I mean, for me, where things even in close relationships with friends, creatives, mm -hmm. um, collaborations uh, like start to get a little messy is when, you know, you you don't have like sometimes like a contract in place or yeah. something holding you to your word and making sure that things are paid on time yeah. that, you know, cause it's, you know, I, I burnt myself a lot in my like start of my mm. career by helping this friend out and doing this for free and doing yeah. that for free. And like, I'll shoot this for you. You just have to give me an image credit. And I mean, yeah. there's a lot of the times where sometimes it's not even directly that person screw up, but it is like somebody who else who got hold of yeah. the file to do something with. And it's like someone that they were, are now represented by. And like all of a sudden, like a portrait picture that you photographed for them as like a personal like favorite thing yeah. go, gets into like our magazine. And then you get like told, like you, you buy the magazine yeah. all excited and your name credit's not there. And that was the only term of condition yeah. that you had or... Um, like on another plane, like you walk into the art fair and the picture that you took for a friend in art school is printed like a size A1 framed, selling for like over like 10 grand and Jeez. has nothing to do yeah. with you, you know, and th th you did it for like a quick project for them in yeah. art school and like you, your agreement was that, oh, you can post it on socials yeah. or you can do something with it, whatever, but like, image credit me because I was your photographer yeah. and like if you know it's like you need to like I've, I've gotten burnt a lot because people didn't understand the terms yes in a way yeah. or they maybe took chances on things or potentially files ended up with the wrong person and they kind of posted it thinking that it would be okay but yeah. they didn't have the initial relationship mm -hmm. so I mean in some of these like little scenarios that I've spoken about, some things ended up being resolved. Other things have caused me to not ever work with that person ever yeah. again, you know. And I mean, understandably I so. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it's like, essentially in the relationship, no one wants to be taken advantage of. Yeah. And everyone wants a kind of fair in terms of the agreement, like piece of the pie, Yeah. you know. And so like in terms of the collaboration, you're all working toward a project and yeah. you're all putting in an effort to make sure that that thing comes to its best fruition. And like when it does, 
you know, you all want to be able to bask in the sun of yeah, that thing. Completely. You know, and, you know, if, if, if that isn't given as an opportunity, then you're going to be less likely to want to work for and with yeah. that person again. So in the end of the day, it's within everyone's best interest to make sure that the relationships are good. Yeah. You know, um, so, yeah, I think for me, like the biggest thing that I've had to be very strict about in my like newer relationships um, mm. and things that I've like continued after having been burned yeah. is making sure that like before a project even begins yeah that we have a, a dinner a conversation a yeah. coffee or something and we talk about it properly and whether it that's done in person or over email it is always captured on some kind of trackable mm. something so yeah. even if it's a conversation it's sent again like over email if I yeah. drop the phone with you then I'm gonna quickly send an email saying as per our telephonic conversation yeah. this is what we agreed upon this is all things because it creates accountability on both sides yeah. no one can get screwed over it's good for the other person it's good for you and you make sure that like everybody knows what's going on so at any point where something else differs from what you said yeah. there or potentially a new clause needs to be added because something has shifted then it's something that's agreed upon and make sure that everything remains professional I think the thing that happens quite often is that people think, oh, just because you're a creative doesn't mm. mean that you have professionalism attached to you and you're not an entrepreneur and you're not a business person. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, you're coming to me with your thing that you need solved. I exactly. am a service provider. I am helping you produce a product. Yeah. Business, man. <laughs> but I mean, this, this, and I think this is, this is one of the things that is overlooked. Like, it is a skill set. Yeah. It's a skill set like any other. Exactly. Like an I I wonder, why do I want to say IT? <laughs> I don't know why I instantly went to IT. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like you it's wouldn't not... not pay somebody for a service that was rendered. Basically. And payment in that term is, you know, like you said, yeah, dude. credit, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and it's whatever is agreed upon because, I mean, mm. as we've been seeing throughout this conversation, like each to their own and some people will enter into collaborations for like an end goal of money. Other people will yeah. end will enter into a collaboration for end goal exposure. Yeah. Some people for the product because the product means as much to them and they yeah. don't care if they're paid or not for it. And it's just like, I need to create this thing. We'll see what happens afterwards in terms of the monetary exchange. But like you both know that that's the case going in and like you create something and that's what it is, you know? Some of the best things sometimes are like made in people's backyards when two people were just fooling around yeah. together and like that's what it is and then only becomes a monetary thing once they show it to people. Yeah, exactly. You know, so like everybody will work differently and like the collaboration will start because of certain circumstances mm. but as long as everybody throughout knows why they're doing it, what they're doing it for and has a shared kind of stake in what they're doing, or at least an understanding for what each other's stake is in the yeah. project that they're doing, then things can be done well. Yeah, and handled properly. Exactly. And there will be no, well, hopefully no hurt feelings. Yeah, exactly. Well, everyone, if you're getting screwed over, it's because you, you didn't like yeah. stand up for yourself and then that's on you. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of people take being taken advantage of, but I also know that that person at no point was, you know, big enough to say this, mm. this isn't quite right. They were kind of just like, oh, I'm feeling a little bit uncomfortable, but if you think it's okay, no, mm. like no one else, if they can save a buck, no matter how exactly. good they are, like as a human or like whatever, like things cost money. If they can save a buck, they will, Yeah, you know, and like... You know, say exposure is great. Like, <laughs> yeah. Which is, yeah, a thing. Like, if you are responsible for making an image or, like, oh, yeah. you are sort of the the point 
of idea almost. Oh uh, yeah, so I mean like, that's something that's that's a good thing to cover, I think. Yeah. Um so like you're kind of talking about um like uh what do you call it? Like copyright and licensing. Yeah, in essentially, a way. yeah. Um and like originated to end use responsibilities. Yeah, yeah. So then where where does that line get blurred? Where does it where is it clearly defined? Obviously like you just said, you have to define that line. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a thing as well that, um, so like, like, I mean, I said like you basically have the conversation before, but I yeah. think the thing is like, what is that conversation, yeah. you know, to begin with? Um, again, differing with each situation, the one thing to consider is that who whose idea is the thing to begin with mm-hmm. and how much um and let's see how so like okay so an artist will come up to me with a concept mm-hmm. um and they have fully tailored that concept out they know yeah. exactly the kind of um that they have done the subject matter collected the materials if they've yeah. done all the research they bring me the resource images um and or potentially their body of work that they've already started creating yeah. and they um explain to me fully what that end image needs to look like yeah and then with my photographic skills, I know that I need to do X, Y, Z in order to achieve this. Yeah. Okay. But in terms of what I bring to the conversation on that front, it is a lot more on the technical side as opposed to I have grown this baby from the beginning. Yeah. You know, and so in that respect, um, like the person generally, like in terms of like the agreements that I do, they will have... Um, full like they own like most of the kind of copyright around the idea but we will have a conversation on whether I have a copyright over like the image and how much do I put in and a difference between each person but I mean what's been nice about all the collaborations that I've done is that people regard like they they are like the end goal artist but they will recognize me as their photographer Okay, you know, yeah. If you had to ask them who photographed that for you, they will not say it was them. Okay, um, yeah. They will say that it's it's their photograph. Yeah. You know, they it's their image, yeah. but I was the photographer who did it. You okay. know, so even at the point where like um, like museums or galleries buy that work from them, and you know, they, it lists like who who was the photographer who took this, yeah. what was the settings, and all these kinds of things they need for the archival information. Like, my name gets listed and I get yeah. contacted to say it was done this YZ, you know, this is what happened yeah, yeah, yeah. in order to produce that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, there's that versus I was approached by a poet mm-hmm. um, and she had written a bunch of poems yeah. and wanted to create a publication and wanted images to go along these yeah. uh, poems that she had yeah. written. Um, and wanted me to produce photographs for them. But at the end of the day, she could have the photographs, print them, distribute them as she wished. And I was like, no, because uh, you may have written the poems and that took one line of inquiry and one line Mm -hmm. of knowledge and the rest. But you were asking if I, I mean, I even asked this person, you know, do you have um, an idea of what you're wanting the picture to look like yeah. for, you know, as an answer to this poem. You know, what were you thinking? She was like, yeah. oh, I'm not sure. I think, like, I thought that maybe you would come up with that, you know. Then and so, be, exactly. So, yeah. it's that. Suddenly, the creative agency is placed on yeah. myself. And in that situation, I 
become a col- I can become a collaborator to that project, mm-hmm. but I am bringing a completely new entity to the project. Yeah, exactly. And so I am then the sole photographer originator of the ideas, the makings, everything. Yeah. If it's published, she is the poet, and I am the photographer who reacted to the work. Yeah. Um, and you know, people do do a thing like I mean, I like had a this weird thing happen where like Microsoft came to our school at when I was studying at Michaelis, and they like approach the students to photograph stuff to be yeah. the backgrounds for their new Lockheed Lumia phones that they were bringing out. It's crazy. And so they gave us a couple of phones and yeah. let us shoot. And like we, in that instance, like sold outright rights to the photographs. And yeah. so I no longer own them. Like I'm no longer considered the photographer who took them. They're all like this, they belong yeah. to, you know, it's it's Microsoft. Like, yeah. you know, who's that photo belong to on the Apple screen? Freaking Apple. Apple. You know, yeah. <laughs> so I mean that like that's a different relationship. Yeah. So like that, like at any point, any one of these relationships that I've mentioned could have been that. Yeah. But then there's a massive fee that gets attached to that because yeah, they're okay. buying the ultimate rights to the yeah. photograph, and like there isn't one kind of set thing about how much that should cost. Yeah. Because um, on one hand, it could have been the poet, and potentially maybe that poet was like I mean this wasn't the case, but potentially she was like a small time poet and the little yeah. like town and like you know then like my my price for those photographs might not be thousands of rands but like if microsoft comes to you (laughs) you know but i mean like they they basically told us beforehand this is what each image that we buy will cost i mean we'll be paid for it we you need to enter this arrangement knowing that you're going to be selling all rights to your pictures you can't use them in any capacity outside of this and um yeah essentially they're ours and so everything you photograph you just need to understand that and so that made the the kind of transaction easy because everyone knew I'm going to hand you these sets of photographs to have a look at. You're going to select things. We signed over a contract saying that I give you all my rights for these photographs. Pictures of like forests and raindrops and things. So it wasn't like, oh no, my my artwork. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) it was like, okay, here you go. Take beautiful pictures of Cape Town. I'm going to take my money. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, that's, that's what that was. And like, but Mm. I think, you know, the relationship is clear, you know, and everyone gets what they expect to be getting. And then like, if they come around again, I'm going to give them all the photos again, you know, but I know what the relationship is. And I think that is what the thing is, because you don't want to be, you know, drawn into someone, something and someone says, oh, there's like a funder maybe possibly. And then like you're halfway through the project and they're like, oh no, the funder is like, no, I don't really want to do this anymore. And then, you know, it's, you're investing time, you're investing energy, investing research. And even if you, the project hasn't even begun yet, they approached you because you have a skill set and yeah. like, like beyond what that new project is, you come with something yeah. and like, you know, like you don't want your time wasted, you know, it like starts to disregard you for like the work that you actually do yeah. and the skills that you bring and the fact that like it might take someone else like three days to complete this project, but give you like, you know, a half a day like of really intense work and yeah. like a bit of research beforehand and you can like you know smack it out yeah. you know and like that's why they would hire you for the job and that's why they would be paying you x and it's like you know just a thing of mutual respect like about exactly. trust about conversation like like making sure everybody knows what they're getting yeah. to begin with and at the end goal and you know that's what makes really good working relationships yeah oh, i mean across experience. the board actually exactly. completely i don't know why i think I mean, I don't know why people think a change is was so, like when you 
have a paintbrush on your hand or a camera yeah. or, you know, suddenly that kind of working professionalism in a relationship is just like, oh, no, like, you know, the starving artist aesthetic is what they're going for. No, <laughs> no, no, it really isn't. I would also like to go to freaking, like, a fancy restaurant and yeah. order something with froth on it for God knows why. But, oh, like, you know, they please. say it's fancy. So, <laughs> you know, that, that was also part of my lifestyle dreams. I yeah. mean, yeah, projecting with my pink beret today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I think essentially... Like, collaborations can be beautiful spaces of growth and, like, exploration if you have a clear set of, like, a clear understanding, a mutual understanding between you and whomever you're collaborating with Mm. about exactly what is happening and exactly what the end result will be. Well, not result will be, but... This is the process that we're working together through yeah. and are you comfortable with this and this is the allocated time we have for this yeah. project these are the funds or non-funds this is the love we're pouring into it yeah. you know like everyone understands like the full intricacies of like what the thing is before something even begins or like yeah and to have it all in writing yeah. so that everybody can always go back to this thing and say you promised x and you didn't deliver yeah. on like that and so like at any point i am fine to just walk away from this and not look back because like you plundered our terms and yeah. agreements like yeah so essentially just always ensure that you have things in writing definitely okay yeah trackable and not just on yeah. a piece of paper like electronic scanned mm. in archivable like yeah because if anybody goes back on something a couple of years down the line and you can't find that bbm like <laughs> exactly Okay, so that's about all for our conversation today. Thank you so much, Lauren, for joining us in conversation and for being here and for imparting such great wisdom. Thank you. It was a pleasure being here. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. Honored. And of course, a big thank you goes to Jess Semple for producing our podcast, for editing the audio, and for doing all of the other magical things that she does. Thanks, Jess. Roll the outro. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Orms Air, the Orms podcast. I hope you've enjoyed being a part of the conversation as much as we've enjoyed having you. If you have any questions, feedback, or suggestions for us, please get in touch by emailing ormsair at orms.co.za. Head on over to ormsair.buzzsprout.com and take a peek at this week's show notes for more information on any works referenced or topics discussed in this week's episode. If you've enjoyed this episode of Orms Air and feel that someone you know could be creatively enriched by joining us in conversation, why not share this episode with them and invite them to join our photographic community? Until next week, keep questioning, keep inspiring, and above all, keep creating.